Do you experience digital eye strain from too much blue light exposure from digital screens? Baxter blue glasses are not your average frames. These blue light lenses filter 80% of the highest energy blue light, eliminating 99% of glare. The past year, we've all been glued to our devices more than ever. I know me for one, I've been doing more podcasting and reading to do research for those podcasts. Our exposure to digital light has soared, and our eyes and our sleep are suffering as a result. Baxter Blue is also a force for good and provides a pair of reading glasses for someone in need for every pair sold. This is eyewear built for our digital age, and Baxter Blue has given our listeners 10% off your next purchase of blue light, sleep, or kids' glasses. Click the link in our show notes for your exclusive discount. This is the sign that you've been waiting for to invest in blue light glasses. We know you will love your Baxters, and we know that you will feel the difference. Yeah, Mr. Chaos, boot to the face. Let's go. California to Georgia, we get it poppin', homie. We taking over the game, so fuck who hatin' on me. We bounty hunting, taking all of the trash out. Your podcast, a one hit wonder like Smash Mouth. Y'all can talk all that big shit, don't wanna hear it. Shout out to the one and only Santana Garrett. Top rope, dropping elbows from other leagues. Boot to the face, hook the leg, it's one, two, three. Chris Rucker, Marty V making mics melt. The mill friendly podcast, don't make your wife melt. Beer drinking, this whiskey chugging, this podcast. We just sit back and laugh and tell them top that Competition is missing, you know they died off Every shirt they put to work is looking fly, boss You want the best in audio, there's nowhere to go Another episode right now, start the show Welcome to Boot to the Face, I'm Chris Rucker Not with Marty Vasquez, Marty couldn't make the show today But I do have another guest who is a nine-time women's champion The only woman to be knockouts, divas, and women's champion, uh, country music singer, and now she's taking over YouTube. Every Wednesday at 5 p.m. on YouTube, you can find her, Lisa Marie, and SoCal Val for Gall TV, the great Mickey James. You're so sweet. Thank you. No problem. So how's, yeah. uh, how's quarantine life so far? Um, it's, you know, it's interesting. It's different. It's a different pace. It's a different style. Um, I shouldn't complain. I've had a great summer so far with my son. <laughs> I've like pretty much, you know, just been hanging out with him the whole summer. And so I'm very fortunate in that aspect. But, um, you know, obviously I see the effects of it, like the people around me and my friends and stuff. So, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's just like this whole new readjustment or like, going to the gym, but then trying to stay six feet away from people and then go like, okay, well, just work out with my mask on. Like, I guess we got to do what we got to do, but there's worse problems to be had. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I, you talk about the gym. Like I've definitely found my quarantine 15. So I don't know how, how everybody's staying in shape like that. Cause it is not working over here. Well, I tell you at first I kind of was like, cause I thought, Oh, this will be over rather quickly. So um, and because we were in the process of kind of back and forth between Richmond and Nashville, they closed the gym down. And so probably for the first two, three weeks, I didn't work out. I was just like, Oh, I'll just go for a jog or I'll do my yoga. And then I was like, um, this is not going to be, this is not going to work out for the long haul because I can see this is not. So I had to go get all my, like at least half my workout stuff out of storage and set it up in the basement because 
Virginia was very slow to open everything back up. Um, so I set it up and just kind of like to get at least some type of workout space going uh, so I could still at least maintain. Mm. I wasn't trying to, I was like, I don't think I'm going to make any serious gains, but I could maintain. I was the complete opposite. Like that first two weeks I was on it and then went back to work. Once I went back to work, it was like, eh, it'll be over soon. And here we yeah. are four months later and crazy. It looks like it's so, about to go right back to lockdown pretty soon. I know. I know. Before I we uh, get into the questions and stuff like that, do you think football season is going to happen? And we were talking about my Cowboys shirt earlier. You know? Yeah, I know. How about them boys, baby? Um, the thing is, is that they, they're, they're coming back. It's unfortunate for a lot of teams because, you know, a lot of the money that they pay these players with is made off of people going to the stadiums and people buying the merchandise. And a lot of people – more people, you know, go to an event and buy the merchandise that day than they do just order it online. I mean, a lot of people do for gifts and stuff and they do like order it online or just buy it at the store. Like, unless it's a specific Jersey that they've been looking for, they've been waiting on or something. So I can see how just across the board, you know, it's affecting every business, but every other sport NASCAR I saw is coming back. They had their race, um, the baseball's coming back without a crowd, you know, without the audience or with a third of the audience. I think football could do the same. I, it's just, you know, I think that, you know, honestly, people still want to watch the game. Yeah. Whether they have to sit at home and watch it and have their tailgate parties at their house, if that's what they have to do, they don't want to miss out on their games. Like we have, it's going to be completely different. You know, it's just a whole new landscape. And I don't think that anything is going to resume any type of like normalcy of what we think it is for until next year sometime. And it's crazy to think, but like, I don't, I I just don't. And even when it does, you think about the amount of people who are going to be like, Oh, I'll go to a football game with, you know, 80,000 people in attendance or whatever. No. I remember when this first started, we had tickets to WrestleMania. And I was like, oh, it'll be fine. Yeah. It'll, it'll be fine. Yeah, there's 80,000 people, like, on top of you screaming. It ain't that big a deal. And then when everything got canceled and started shutting down, I was like, shit, maybe it is. But have right. you have And you I think that? the initial, like, knee-jerk reaction is, like, everybody was pretty PO'd. Like, everybody was yeah. pretty hot that everything was getting there. Like, why are you doing this? Why are they doing this? Until people actually saw, all right this is a serious thing and the effects of it, of what it does like to someone who actually catches it. Um, so it wasn't until that there were people started taking it a little bit more seriously. I think that we took it a little bit too lightly at first thinking like, Oh, it's like cop cold or this. And it's not the same. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Have you seen a basketball game yet? I was watching some, I think the horn, the Pelicans play yesterday. They have the computerized crowd sitting in there now. So it's like a <gasps> screen with people sitting there like standing up they'll cheer and you can't really hear it just looks it looks like a video game and it's yeah that's crazy yeah. wow maybe it was i was like who was i don't watch it my dad's a huge basketball fan so he's a big lakers fan um i i don't watch it as much but i'm sure i'm surprised he didn't call me to tell me about how weird it was so. yeah that, i just happen to be flipping through and you know they're doing a bubble where you can't go in or out and that's the difference between them and baseball, which is what's got me worried about football is they're going to be flying back and forth still with the NBA. They have, you know, a bubble down at Disneyland where you can't go in or out. And so oh. 
they're keeping everybody locked down to where they can keep playing. As long as nobody gets it, you know, they're fine. If somebody does get COVID, they have to leave and go get quarantined until they come back tested. So right. it's going to be That's interesting. interesting. Or it's just like that. Was it UFC that did that where they did the, the whole island. fight? Yeah. On the Island. Yep. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's where we'll have to have WrestleMania next year. On oh, <laughs> that sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> no, no fans though. So it sucks for us, but Hey, y'all get to go to a secluded <laughs> Island somewhere and wrestle. I can't wait to tell Vince. I can't wait to call him and ask him about this Island idea. <laughs> it'll be the small be investment fun. for all of our futures. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> will be like, Oh, Vince can afford it, but you know, right. You know, well, we, we can almost- write it off. We can write it off for photo shoots, you know, all these things. We can put a training facility, private training facility out there, you know. Photo not that we're bougie or that we need all that, but it doesn't hurt. Bringing back divas and hedonism, I guess, what the name <laughs> of it was. <laughs> so speaking of coming back, when when are you coming back? I saw you uh, announced that you're fully ready. Like, do we have a time? I mean, I'm I know you don't clear. want to. I'm finally cleared. I'm so excited. If you don't know... I got, I was supposed to be cleared right around WrestleMania, right before WrestleMania. And because of COVID everything else, like, I just feel like at at first I was like, oh man, I'm stuck in like purgatory for this whole time. Like I can't get cleared because the PC's closed. I don't know how long I'm going to be sitting here. I don't want people to think that I'm just kind of hanging out. Um, But then I was just like, you know what? I have zero control over it. So I just kind of have to accept it. And that's why I just enjoyed it. You know, it's just nice to be at home with my, with my son and like be able to hang out. But finally they, we got to a space where I could get back in and do that last like week to get cleared my last. So I finally got cleared like two weeks ago. So soon. Well, I'm excited. Very soon. (laughs) Yeah. I'm excited. How'd you like uh, being on commentary while you were out? Um, I loved it. I loved it. It was a learning experience. I wish I was better at it. Like it's a very, I don't think that we, I've done guest commentary before. So I already knew how difficult it was in the sense of like trying to think of something unique and clever without being redundant and repeating yourself or saying the same thing over and over. You know what I mean? And to have, but as a, as a guest commentator, you're really only commentating about your story, but then to have to sit there and know everyone's story and everyone's moves and, you know, all these other elements. And then you still have, four people in your headset as you're trying to call the match. Uh, it was terrifying. It was, yeah. it's hard. It's very, very hard. I commend the commentators. I commend all of them. They do an amazing job. I loved it. And I felt like I was finally like really starting to get comfortable in, in my groove. Um, right before I, I obviously the you know, pandemic or whatever. Um, but it's, yeah, it was really interesting because you get. To, I always say that you can never be like knowledgeable enough in this business because there's certain like there's aspects to every side of it that really like once you learn them and respect them, it can help you in every kind of facet. But it was cool. It was cool. It was fun. Yeah, I love my team. I love my team. Thank God for Byron too. Like, <laughs> you know, Byron takes a lot of shit, but I like Byron. I think, I uh... love Byron. I love Byron. And Vic was amazing too. Vic did a lot of work with me. Vic just, he, he helped me out so much. Like when I was first getting there, cause I was like, I had no idea what to do. And what I'm really good at is reacting mm-hmm. on like the, Ooh, like those sound effects all day long. I can do those. <laughs> I can legit react like a fan because nine times out of 10, those are real. Um, 
but it's like the coming up with the witty stuff on the fly, but also talking in sound bites. Like I tend to babble and ramble. So it sounds difficult. <laughs> it's so difficult. Yeah. I don't, I'm just saying like, people don't realize how hard that job is. They just think, Oh, they're just out there talking about wrestling. Like, no, you have time cues that you have to hit. You have sponsorships that you have to make sure you get in. You also have all the storylines that you have to remember all the name of the wrestlers, um, their background and, tidbits of information about them the names of all their moves i'm like it's a lot it's a lot ironically for for wrestling fans that would be easy because we remember every damn thing so we're we're on the outside yeah y'all y'all probably so maybe maybe who um when you do come back let's not talk about you know the obvious when you do come back who's somebody you haven't wrestled that you're looking forward to like getting in the ring with um, you know, I've never, is a couple, you know, I've, ne- I've never really been in a program, like a legit program. I've had a couple matches with Bailey and Sasha, but I've never been in a legit program. I've never even been in the ring with Charlotte. Never even oh. been in the ring with Charlotte this whole time when I've come back, I would love to do something with her. Um, I always look at it story wise and I'm like, Oh, what kind of really cool story would I be able to tell with that person? You know, like, and I just think that the benefit now is like all the girls are so great. Yeah. They're so good. You know, there's just, just like, so truly like you could, I would love to have a program with Naomi or do something like an alliance or something like that. Cause I think she's incredibly talented. I just think that the, the pool now is so thick of like just an immense amount of talent that honestly it's like, I would love to work with all the girls for different reasons, yeah. you know? For different reasons. One, some is more about, you know, character stuff or whatever. The other is more about like the types of matches that you would have, you know, and yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's a lot thicker competition these days. Yeah. I was thinking this morning when I was thinking about doing this, for some reason I watched you and Oscar the other day. What was that like? That was your big return to NXT, I guess. And I remember they did the little program and you turned around and was like, I'm back. I was like, oh, shit. Like, I wasn't expecting that. How did that feel coming back at NXT TakeOver to wrestle Asuka and like her, like she was it when this was happening? She was it. And, and you know, I had stepped away from the business a little bit at that point. So I didn't realize I had no, I tried to watch and catch up with what she was doing. And um so I didn't realize how over she was, you know what I mean? Except for like what I had like tried to study just so I knew what I wanted to kind of do with her. Um, it was amazing. It was amazing because Oscar is one of those people. I think we just naturally had really, really great chemistry mm-hmm. and she's an incredible performer. Um, and it was so fun. And we got to like really like test each other. And I think you know, both to a sense of like, um, I didn't really know what to expect on any level with her. And she, I don't think she knew what to expect with me and the sense of, but I just felt like we had such a, it was probably one of my best matches since I've come back, honestly, even still now. And, and I've had a bunch since then at that moment, but I think the genuine, what was the most special about that was the genuine reaction of the people to get that reaction. When I came out, it was pretty remarkable in the sense of like you hope and you 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 pray that they remember you you know what i mean or 
remember your legacy or that they're going to react to a certain extent, but they really exceeded my expectations because I was like, Oh, they'll probably give me a little courtesy pop. Maybe there's some people, it's a new audience. Like it's a different audience, you know, but it was so amazing to have like a legit, like respectable, um, response from the people and that they were genuinely excited about that match. And then I think that we surprised them because a lot of people that hadn't seen me wrestle before, they thought that I was retired or whatever they thought that I'd had. Cause I'd had Donovan at that point. And I really wasn't wrestling that often. Right. Um, yeah. They just didn't know what to expect. And you know, I think I took it to her. I loved, I loved the match. Um, it was I so love the thing with you and Becky, even though, so like, Two favorite women's wrestlers, you and Becky Lynch. So you come back and you take the mask off. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, who am I supposed to cheer for now? <laughs> and, and so the program y'all had, I really enjoyed. Um, I wish it kind of would have went without all the other stuff in it. I was hoping you'd get to do it again. Do more one-on-one stuff right. with Becky. Because I never really got, that's the thing is that I never really got to do any, like I haven't done any because I've been aligned with someone pretty much the whole time back. So I've not really done a whole lot of one-on-one stuff with anyone. Right. So I was I was hoping that that would happen, but like I said, she maybe it will. Yeah, now she's gone, and you're about to come back. So if we can get rid of this damn pandemic, everything would just work itself out. Well, maybe after she has that baby and she wants to come back, and we'll have baby mama heat. Uh oh. We'll have little tag team match. The best mom. Yeah. (laughs) We mom so hard. Yeah. So hard. That's. Look, you're just coming up with stuff on the fly now. I don't think. I'm <laughs> so, um, going forward, you're coming back. Would you rather come back as a bad guy, or would you rather stay nice and sweet, Mickey? Um, hmm. they're both fun, right? I always love being a heel because it's so fun. It's genuinely fun. But I always say that people don't. Being a baby face, being a, a truly beloved baby face is harder than being a heel. It's so easy to get people to hate you. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's easy to, uh, sorry. Sorry. I had a little reminder pop up. That was so weird. I thought <laughs> when we were doing this earlier, I tried to set up a zoom call and I perhaps, I think I set a meeting or something weird. Reminder, um, call in sick for boots to the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is this thing on? Oh, <laughs> oh shoot. Oh, uh, I forgot what I was. Oh, heel or baby face. You know, I, I, but a genuine, a real thing is, is that I always found that it's easier to be a heel because one, you have more freedom because you can kind of say and do what you want. So people find, oh, it's more fun to be a heel, but it's also a lot easier because it's easy to get people to hate you. It's not easy to get people to genuinely care about you, to genuinely love you and to want to root for you because people by nature don't want to like, like most times they don't want to lift other people up. It's only like people who are truly like in with themselves that they want to help lift other people up. Right. Or like be hardcore, just completely loyal and and love that one baby face. It's a hard, that's a hard space to be. Have you had uh, any problems with that as far as like social media, people wanting to take, I feel like I don't ever see any negativity towards or coming at you on social media, but I know a lot of wrestlers do take some. So am I just not seeing it or are you like a unicorn? Block it. Just avoiding it all. <laughs> block, block, block. 
Um, I don't even respond. I just block it right out of my spiel. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I do get some hate, but I think that what you shed light on is what you receive more back of, right? Like, so I don't have, I, I never, unless it's something that's completely like they've said something that's super offended me. Mm-hmm. And then I want to call them out and put them on blast. Very rarely will I put someone over who's throwing shade at me or throwing mm-hmm. heat at me, you know, because I don't, what they want in reality is just your acknowledgement. And so I don't want to give them that. I'm not giving them that. And I think that's almost more like more of a oomph than it is to like, Hey, you're, how dare you say that? Um, But it also opens the door to, because, you know, people do want to be acknowledged. And so I, I feel like if I only acknowledge those who are preaching positivity and lifting other people up or whatever, um, then I'm only going to get more of that back because then people will see that's what I respond to. Whereas if it's someone who responds to a lot of negativity and and sells for it, then they're going to get more of it because that's what people see. They see that they are responding to that and that's how to get that person's attention. So then they give them more of that, you know? Yeah, that's completely true because I see it all the time where wrestlers or other athletes or something will have all these people tell them how great they are. And the one person is like, hey, you suck. Like they'll talk back and forth to them. And I'm like, and you can read through the comments and all that. You're like, you got all these people that are just like lifting you up. But it's so hard. I tell you, because that one will stick with you all day. You'll look, you'll be like, I can't believe that guy. How dare he doesn't know you from Adam. Right. Like, it's like, I can't believe he would say that. Like he didn't know me. You're like, right. He doesn't. And he's probably not talking about you as a human being. He's talking about your character. And I think that your character is a heel. So he's supposed to hate you. Technically. I'll try to uh, I'll try to take that positivity to social media after this is over with. But I'm I'm not making promises like every now and then. I'm like, you know what? Go to hell. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much. Don't go I to hell and hit the block button. Hit that block button. That's your friend. Or that mute button. The mute button's the nice way to do it because then they don't even know that you've done it. You've just muted them. You didn't you didn't block them so they can still see and they can still respond. You just muted them and then they can't see. They don't even know that you can't see them. See, I'm learning something new all the time. I learned a lot about technology today with all the yeah. difficulties we had getting this up and running, which is my I'm fault. like, I like my rose-colored filtered glasses. They're fine. That's fine. <laughs> um, I had a question about ring gear. Do you design your own ring gear? Like, do you have a favorite ring gear? Because you've, over the years, you know, you've changed like 85 times on what style you're using. So Thanks. I think. No, it's... <laughs> <laughs> That's one of those negative things that you were talking about. No, I've designed all my, I've designed all my gear and my favorite gear, hardcore country gear. No stuff. Yes stuff. You know why? Because I felt like it was easy. If I, if I ever forgot my gear, it's totally fine. I could go to the store and buy some more. Probably at any store, I could find a pair of denim shorts and cut them or whatever if I needed to, if I was in a pinch or if they lost my luggage, which they do all the time with the airplanes and the air and the air flights. If, you know, um, I usually never check my gear, but I've designed all of them and I love them all. Uh, behind that one would probably be my bell bottom gear because it's so different. It was so, the bells really made everything. I'm short, I'm little, so everything I need to make twice as big. And I felt the bells really embellished everything embellished. Get it? Yeah. Embellished. Okay. Sorry. Um, 
<laughs> uh, it really embellished everything and made it look twice as big and twice as impactful, you know, and just flowy and cool. So your two favorites are like my one favorite and my least favorite. You hate the hard. I didn't say I. No, I didn't like the bell bottoms. I don't know you why. You didn't like bell bottoms. Yeah, and my wife was like, "What are you talking about? I like the bell bottoms." I'm like, "I don't know. I, I'm not feeling it." But not. See now, look, we got. It's it. okay. It's okay. The bell bottoms are a throwback from when I was in Ring of Honor prior to going to WWE. Yeah. yeah. So I, I brought them back after I was wearing the uh, fangirl stuff. The right uh, kind of. I like the. Uh, I don't know what you would call it. But towards the end of WWE, the first time it was like jeans and the cargo kind of. Yeah, I loved that outfit. I loved that was the most expensive gear to have made for one. And it was the heaviest. It was so heavy and hot because it was like stretch denim. It was like denim stretch. So I as I was like, it's so beautiful. It was expensive, but it was so beautiful. And the detail and the, the detail and every little thing. I loved that gear, but to wrestle in it. Yeah, I really did it. I really did it to myself. I ribbed myself. It was so hot. Um, you talked about travel a second ago. Tell me how not glamorous is being on the road? Because we all, as fans, like to think, "Oh man, I'd love to just be on the road and stuff like that all the time." Is it fun or is it like a headache? Like you say, where they're losing your gear and. Uh, well, obviously, every I think I mean we could all sit back and have a laundry list of like items that we could bitch about, about our jobs. Right. Like we all do. Um, I enjoy being on the road. It's maybe it's because it's been my life for so long, but I love it. I've just accepted those new, like flights being delayed, flights canceled, lost luggage, stuff stolen out of your luggage. Really? Right out of my, yeah, you get, you get to your destination and you're missing a few things, you know? Like, where the hell did I put that Divas Championship at? Just... <laughs> no, you never <laughs> check the championship. Never check the championship. Rule number one. Oh, um, That's funny. Yeah. I mean, it's awkward when you have to go through security and they pull it out and they're like, oh, and they start putting it on and it gets a little weird. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's, I love being on the road. People don't realize. So wrestling is a lot different than quote-unquote sports teams like you know in sports teams they have their private jet for the whole team they have the private buses that they don't they get chartered to the you know from the airport to the hotel they're all put up in the hotel it's not like that for us like we land in the town whatever town we pick up our own rental cars we book our own hotels and we do the loop either I typically would travel either with Foxy was my traveling buddy um, I traveled with Foxy or by myself. I don't, you know what I mean? I'm kind of a loner anyway. So even before when I was on the road before I would travel with Beth every now and then Maria a couple times, Kelly, Kelly, a couple times. I love, I love Kelly. Um, but the, I've mostly traveled by myself and I just think that because it's my space, it's my time to kind of reflect and I, I'm a creative person and I, I would, would just drive at night after the show. And so I just spent a lot of time like, writing in my head, you know what I mean? Of like, whether it be songs or stories or whatever the case may be. Um, But yeah, it's not glamorous. It's literally, I would land on Friday. I mean, obviously it's not like that right now, but I would land on Friday, the day of the house show, get my bags, get my rental car, 
go to, I always found, like, I like to explore. So I'm a big mm. explorer. So I would find, like, a local, like, little coffee shop or, like, little breakfast brunchy place that I could go get some coffee and get breakfast. Well, I found a gym in the area. And then I would go from there and I would go work out. And by the time I worked out, I had could get ready for the show to go to the show. But I had a little time in there to kill between when I had to be there and when I had to be at the arena. I'd go to the arena. I'd, um, you know, stretch, do all, do my job or whatever. And then I would hop in my car and I would drive to the next town. And sometimes it was a hundred miles away. Sometimes it was almost 300 miles away. And I would right. drive to the next town. I would check into my hotel and I'm a night driver anyway. Cause I want to sleep in the, in the morning. I want to sleep it in and I'd rather just get it over at night unless there was something along the way, like a destination thing that I wanted to see. Right. You know what I mean? Like I've made it a point, like it used to be all like work, grind, grind, work, work. I'm just going to go to the gym and go to work. Go to gym. And I've learned that I can't, you can't do that. So I always like make it a point. If there's like a park that I want to go see or something that I've never seen, like a touristy thing that I want to go do, I'll make it a pit stop. I'll go out of my way to go do some of those things because who's to say when we're going to be back in like, you know, Wyoming or wherever the case may be that right. I'll ever see that again, unless I fly out there to do it. And I'm probably not flying to Wyoming to go on vacation. So what's your favorite city to wrestle in? Um, Chicago is pretty fun. Yeah. I like Chicago. Yeah. Chicago's a good one. Richmond's always great for me. <laughs> I, I imagine they probably like you. They, they, um, they are, yeah, they kind of like me there. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Something in the water, something weird has happened there. Um, Toronto's great. Paris is amazing. London was fun. London was so great. Madison Square Garden. When is Madison Square Garden? Never on the bucket list. Never. It's yeah. always on the bucket list. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there are certain, um, there are certain places that are real. Boston's cool. Like just, it's more about the atmosphere and the crowds, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'll always remember Corpus Christi, Texas, even though it's not. Because that's where I debuted was in Corpus Christi, Texas. It's back when WCW used to go there a lot. That's how I always remember that name, watching WCW. Yeah. I feel like they were all, like every other week, they were in Corpus Christi. And you're like, what else is there? Nothing. Yeah. Oil Texas is like the size of a whole country, and y'all keep going to Corpus Christi, Texas. That's but, it. Yeah, I imagine <laughs> if they, they get a good turnout and the crowd's reacting, then why not keep Right. Going? Right. Um. When you talked about getting, well, I said getting your belt stolen, it made me think of something. We just had San Diego Comic Con where all these toys and stuff like that are coming out. Do you have any memorabilia from either your career or somebody else's that you keep and like, I'm not selling this. This is mine. Um, I have almost all my gear. I still have all my gear. Um, I have a replica of the women's championship. Um, I don't have a replica of the divas championship. I don't think, mm. um, because I kind of wanted to shadow box them as far as like, you know, all my title runs mm. and because there was no, so whoever's list make made the knockouts championship, the old one, the white one, um, there was no one that made the replicas for the knockouts championship. So you'd have to get the real one made again. So I never got one of those, but I always wanted to shadow box all the championships that I've won. Um, I mean, uh, televised. Otherwise, if it was all the ones that I won, there's not a wall big enough. Oh, wow. That's, uh, I'm kidding. 
Are you, just, are you climbing a ladder in TNA telling us about yourself? I'm just clapping myself. I'm very oral. It's over here. So when you say replica, is that like what they sell on the shop or do they have certain uh, I think it's a, yeah, it's ones? probably what they, I mean, but it's the nice one with the leather straps and yeah. stuff. You know, it doesn't, it's not the Velcro. Um, Cause we, but we I were, actually have a few of my nameplates from the actual belt. Oh, okay. Like, you know, I have the, the actual nameplate that was won on the championship. My last right. title, the last women's championship that I had. Right. Um, I have that one. Um, but yeah, and I, I don't know if I was going to put it on there because I don't think it'll fit right because it was on the real belt, not the replica, right? So, and I don't want to mess it up. Uh, but yeah, I have that. I have my nameplate from the last type, from the last women's championship that I held, um, which is funny because it said Mickey F and James. Oh, that's cool. That <laughs> and nobody knew, uh, nobody knew it. How'd they not show that on TV? Did they purposely not? They, because it's so, it was so small. Yeah. That you couldn't see it. You couldn't see that it had, you didn't know what it said. But for me, because I realized that that was like, they'll never, they'll never even see it. They'll never know. And I thought it was so the funniest thing. And nobody said anything. No. And then it wasn't until I came back this last run that one of the guys came and brought it to me. And he goes, I've been holding on to this forever. And I wanted to give. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I, oh my God. Oh my God, it's so funny. For six months, at least six months, that thing was on television and nobody even knew. Every time I'd hold it up, Mickey F and James, baby. <laughs> you just uh, you just won an <laughs> argument for me also with my co-host, Marty. I don't know why we were fighting about this, but I was like, I don't think they just give the title to everybody that wins it and they keep it. He was like, yeah, you see everybody when I'm hanging up. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that'd be too expensive, so... No, they don't. They don't give it to, they don't give them to you. And it's not, you know, there's usually uh, two separate championships. There's the one that you carry on the road with you. Mm -hmm. And then there's the tell the one for TV, which is a little bit, it's newer, it's cleaner. It's, you know, the crystals are all still in it, in the right spots. They haven't fallen out because of, you know, travel, hitting people, travel, chair, yeah. Belt shots, whatever the case may be. Stuff like that. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about this newest endeavor, which is on YouTube between yourself, SoCal Val, and Lisa Marie. How did this get started, and how have you enjoyed it so far? Um, well, you know, coronavirus, coronavirus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, I've talked to both Lisa and Val separately about doing shows together, and I think that we've always had just genuine organic, you know, chemistry. And then we're just all funny together, like separately just with one-on-one and then together. And then, um, it wasn't until we were actually all stuck at home. And I finally, and I, I was like, I talked about, I was like, you know, what? we've always talked about doing the show. I was losing my mind cause I was bored. So I'm like, you know, what? we've always talked about doing the show. Why don't we just do it? It'll be fun. We're not going to sit here and talk about wrestling or site, you know, analyze all the wrestling. There's enough of that on TV or there's enough of that going around. I just want to be able to talk about stuff we would talk about in the locker room or after we got home from a show, you know, we got back to the hotel. It would just be, this is what we would be doing in our hotel room is like just drinking, whatever, wine, whatever, cackling like a bunch of hens talking about stupid girly stuff. And I think it really, it just turned into, you know, 
it was, it's been fun. It's so fun and it's genuine and it's like lighthearted, but you, it's very, I think too, for people who are trying to come in the business, it's cool to see it from three different people's perspectives Mm -hmm. and where they are in relation to the business and in their own lives. Like Lisa's retired from the business. So now she's just, so she's completely on the other side of it, the life after wrestling. I'm still very much involved with it. Even though I've been out with this injury, I'm still very much involved with it, but I'm also a mom and I've been doing it for 20 years and I'm on, like, I'm not in that first phase of not that I'm not hungry or I'm ever complacent, but I'm not like, Oh, the world's so shiny and bright and everything's for the first time. And Oh, I'm a champion and all this and all that. Like I am a businesswoman and I'm a professional and I see it like, that's how I can understand where, where people can get in places with things. Cause I've been in those situations and it's mm-hmm. taken a long time to grow to this grown ass woman level to be able to sit back for a second and not just immediately react with my emotion on everything, but to sit back and, understand it and then attack it, you know, from a professional business kind of sort of way. Um, and Val, who was never really a wrestler, never wanted, she was always only wanted to be a manager an interviewer behind the scenes type of person. She's very successful. She does her own shows. She does fashion blogging, all these things, but to be on that other side to have loved wrestling, been a wrestling fan, but wanted to be just a valet, loved the diva era, loved all that. Um, and now she's married and in England and you know what I mean? And trying to carve out this whole fashion thing and hosting with fight TV and all this stuff on her own. It's just three different, very different perspectives of the business and, and how we viewed it and, and our likes and dislikes about the girly sides of it. And it's just fun. It's fun. And I think it can empower a lot of people, you know, it, it can empower everybody to just kind of be genuine to themselves and to empower themselves, you know? I love the um the live chat aspect of it. Like I was I was telling you earlier, I can catch it. Yeah, I can't catch the whole thing just because of the way my schedule is. But when I do, the three of you are always in there, like going back and forth, not going back and forth, but you know, commenting back and forth with the fans and yeah. talking about what's happening throughout the episode. I think that is that's something different that a lot of other people don't get to do because right. most are streaming live, you know what I mean? Like, I know. And I thought, you know, originally we thought about doing the show live or doing something like that, but I feel like the chat is, I love the fact that we film it in advance and that we take the time to really cultivate a really nice show for our audience, for our fans. That's, you know, fun and it's exciting, but then, by the time, so that way when we join them in the chat, I can have a real conversation. So then people know that we're not only acknowledging you, but we're grateful that you're there because you can only be in live with the chat if you watch it live on Wednesdays. Otherwise it's, you know, it's still entertaining, but that's a really, it's almost like a bonus aspect of it that we get to go in there and see, because then we can get that genuine immediate feedback of what the fans really like about the show, what they're digging, what they're maybe kind of "Hmm," about, which so far there's not been a whole lot of, "Hmm." That's good. Yeah. Lisa Marie's got a strong onesie game. I do notice her that. onesie game is on point. She's got like zip ups with feeties in every animal. I, uh, I can't remember <laughs> what the animal, what, what was she wearing the last, this past week? The giraffe. The gi- I turned it on. I was like, what? In the-? I was trying to figure out like, what is that? And she's just sitting there, but she's not like giving it away or anything. She's just like, just normal in a onesie <laughs> having a conversation. I don't know. I, I enjoy it. Um, like I said, I, 
the live chat is probably my favorite part of it watching you yeah well i'm glad you enjoy it because honestly i couldn't ask for two better co-hosts they're so fun we have so much fun we have so much fun making it and like you know we have so much extra content bonus content that we can't even air but we're like laughing half the time we're recording it it's not even work now, are there plans once, you know, this is over for y'all to start recording together or is it always going to be a via Zoom type we, thing? Yeah, we're hoping. Well, when this lifts, obviously, um, we have like some ideas of doing like there's a couple cruises like that we were talking about this Claudia Wells, like she's doing a cruise for her um, charity that we talked about going on. Um, we're talking about doing like maybe like a gall on the road. Um Cause there's like really, or going to comic cons and doing like golf panels and different stuff like that. So yeah, there's going to be a whole lot of things to come. Like, honestly, when I think about it, like I think big picture, right. We're going to take over the world. What? It's going to be awesome. Awesome. There's another, we're going to build a golf pyre. My God. That's all, the, that's all the time we have. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, I don't I don't know what just took place here, but um <laughs> go ahead and whatever you want to plug before we get out of here. You know, I I really appreciate you coming on. So No, I appreciate you having me on and I'm sorry it's taken so long to make this happen and I'm excited and I appreciate your patience and um I'm excited to be on it and I I am thankful. People know where to follow me. Yep. It's Mickey M I C K I E cuz I'm not a mouse. James at the Mickey James, Mickey James. MickeyJames.com. Mickey F and James. Mickey F James. People Google that too. What comes up? I don't. Then again, I don't Google that. Who knows what the hell would come up? With well, that's thing. just like remember it was like Mick James, or it was like the Rick James. I used to go around. We everybody thought it was the funniest thing, and I was like, oh, you need to get that on TV, and and just steal it. I'm Mick so James. I remember seeing you say that. I remember the Mick James something. I don't know. Maybe yeah. right before you got thrown off a train track or whatever i did get thrown into a train area (laughs) (laughs) anyway so thank you for coming on um it was a lot of fun i appreciate it this is chris rucker for marty vasquez who's not here and hi marty is he okay yeah he's at work oh yeah it's nothing he was actually okay so i'll tell you this he was actually mad because uh we you know the show email like we read both of them and he was like so why didn't you just schedule it for earlier in the day i was like because we we record on sunday mornings right and then he goes straight to work so i was like you already bitch about waking up early and he's like i could have woke up early to be on there with mickey i was like i'm sorry oh tell him i'm sorry it's my i missed him it's all your fault I'll take the blame for that. <laughs> for, for Marty Vasquez, Chris Rucker, and Mickey James, this has been Boot to the Base. Peace.